everyone. Welcome to Take a Fashion Seat. So tonight, guys, the book discussion is How to Slay. Inspiration from the Queens and Kings of Black Style by Constance C. R. White. So guys, uh, the book was amazing and I enjoyed thumbing through this Rizal book with amazing photographs and stories of inspiration from the Queens and Kings of Black Style. Exploding down runways, in stores, online, and on the street, everywhere you look. Style shaped by African Americans and the African dysphoria is worn by people of all colors, races, and creeds. Fashion is embedded in our popular culture and black style, always fertile and innovative, has become great. Elements of the style from hoodies to large hoop earrings to sneakers for every occasion are staples in just about every wardrobe today, including mine, guys. I love um, unique styles for queens and kings. So as I read through the book, let me read a little bit about the foreword. African-Americans have had a major impact on fashion over the past century, yet their style and influence has still not fully been acknowledged. Constance White book makes an important contribution to popular awareness of the significance of style in the black community and its impact on fashion culture worldwide. Over the past decades, a multiplicity of black styles have flourished and black style icons such as Rihanna and Beyonce have been acclaimed around the world. But the Black Lives Matter movement has brought renewed attention to entrenched racism. When wearing a hoodie can result in the death of a young black man. It is clear that style is political. In the present day, the principle find its most vivid and inspiring incarnation in the elegance in every sense of the word. A president and first lady Barack Obama and Michelle Obama. So that was like part of the forward. The author wanted to kind of like, you know, express how she felt about um, certain, you know, racism actions um, when you wear certain things. So um, that's the author's opinion. Okay, so the introduction reads, like a rekindled love affair, the renaissance of black style, dominant since the black pride era of the 60s and 70s, embraces both familiar and new experiences. It feels as if we were experiencing a second coming of Black Pride. Um, this is, I'm reading from the inspiration. And this is the um, introduction. Surely today's blossoming Afrocentric fashion goes hand in hand with the robust Black Lives Matter movement against racial injustice. Does an internal awakening take place first, followed by the outward expression in the form of fashion and style? So basically, she asked the question. So um, when Rihanna shimmered in New York at the Council of Fashion Designers of American Awards in 2014 to accept a Fashion Icon Award, everyone there experienced shock and awe. Her sense of style, the risk she took, left a theater full of songy designers and fashion editors, including the likes of Diane von Furstenberg, Michael Kors, and Anna Wintour, nearly impossible 
the feet. What hasn't this group seen? Maybe Rihanna in a dress that offered a lesson in anatomy. The singer took her sweet time mounting the steps to the stage to accept her award in slow motion. Every curve, every butt dimple was evident through her glittery pink gown. The room went quiet. You could shout to the fire and no one would have moved. So she received that award, guys. I mean, it was interesting. And um, in thumbing through this book, the outfit to me is amazing. It's beautiful. Um, it's of this time and this era. Um, I don't think everyone can wear it, but she pulled it off. Um, it's a beautiful look. Um, and certain styles to me is for certain um, makeup um, and body types. So from this particular case and dress, um, she looked amazing. Now, um, I'm looking through the book and I'm on chapter one and some of it reads like this. Um, style for me, black style that is started with my mother. So this is the author talking about Hazel White, her mother. When I was growing up, I didn't know she was turning my brain inside out over style. My mom placed a premium on education. What went into the heads of three brothers, my sister and me, was more important that we went to our bodies. The endangered and the engendered in me a feeling that was unseemingly to care much about clothes. And um, she featured another picture of Rihanna and um, a beautiful dress. She um, did the, um, tw uh, I'm sorry, April 26th issue of Vogue. And the dress is another sequent look. So you got to check out the book. So I'm moving along and I'm looking at a photograph of Grace Jones in 1980s Beauty and Daring. So that was a nice picture. Um, and now I'm on a page where I'm looking at Halle Berry. Halle Berry at the 2022 Academy Awards when she won the Oscar for Best Actress for the Role in Monsters Ball. And I watched that um, when she received her award. And she looked so beautiful as she pranced across the stage to receive it. And she was wearing an amazing dress. Um, I loved her style. Um, the cut was perfect. The bottom was satin and she had her train and she looked amazing. Now I'm looking at a picture of Billie Holiday, the late Billie Holiday wearing white flowers on stage when she burned her hair with curling tongues right before her performance. But guys, she looked incredible. And that was um, an iconic look that we'll never forget. Now I'm looking at a picture of Whitney Houston, um, where she had, you know, the bodycon dress and her, her hair was in curls and it was amazing. Now I'm moving along to chapter two, where it says all kinds of people, black folks, white folks, Nigerian, American folks, English, French, and Sudanese are highly opinionated about black style. It can be a provocative Black style is personal, but also political. In the 60s, Afros were considered hairstyle of revolt. Today, many black women believe wearing an Afro impedes a career success. Some people may even consider an Afro threatening. So it's a lot of chatter when it comes to some black style. And um, I kind of like how um, Constance um, laid it out. Um, now I'm looking at the amazing model 
Alec Weck, who is Sudanese. She's beautiful and um, she's wearing this amazing jacket with fox fur and these amazing pants and she looks great. Um, now I'm looking at the singer and actor Janelle Monet. Original style was sculpted from her um, wearing a Unitarian outfit with um, mostly black and white um, class parentheses. So she looks really great. She has like this velvet hat and she looks good um, in her outfit. Okay, and I'm looking at some beautiful fox fur looks. I'm now looking at um, a picture of Naomi Campbell in 1990. Um, she was wearing an amazing pink couture dress. And um, it was very nice. Now, chapter three, moving along. Lupita Nylon, who greater significance than a man landing on the moon to bring it down to earth a bit. Nyong's um, on the scene and the kin to actors Pam Greer and Tamara Dobson emergence during the film era. Her arrival has been just lauded by people all over the world as a welcome breakthrough, similar to the way Beverly Johnson landing the career Vogue sent ripples of pleasure and affirmation through the black community. And um, I posted a picture of Janelle Monet um, where she had her um, mouth open and it was, um, she received um, an Oscar nomination in 2017. Um, Moonlight won the Oscar for Best Picture. So I did post a picture of that and that was interesting. I'm looking now at a picture of Mary J. Blige, um, who was glamorous. Um, she has blonde hair and an amazing um, pants um, jumpsuit with butterfly sleeves. Uh, it looks so nice, guys. Okay, moving along, I'm looking at LL Cool J carrying a ready up on his shoulder with his famous, famous Kango hat. And that was iconic. Okay, chapter four. Ange um, Angelou might have been mulling over the flourishing of African-derived style from Mama African Howard's want worn by black dysphoria or she could have been thinking about how to put yourself together to slay when she wrote the following passage seek the fashion which truly fits and befits you you will always be in fashion if you are true to yourself and only if you are true to yourself the quote captures the idea of personal style through the lens of black culture most eloquent Korea. so that was a quote by her so now I'm looking at an amazing picture of Nicki Minaj wearing um, an animal print dress. And this was featured in Fashion Week during 2015. And she looked really nice. Um, and I'm looking at a picture of Naomi Campbell in an African-American dress. Um, and she was photographed in um, her last 30 years. And she looked dynamic, beautiful, like she wanted to walk down a runway. Moving along, I'm now looking at some Afro meets Anglo and clothing from Zuba. So these are two um, beautiful African fabrics, um, Masai Marjorie and simple Western dress shapes. So the beautiful African pictures are delightful. Now I'm moving on to um, a poem 
by Constant R. White. Her beauty lies in her skin, a polished mahogany, a burnished steak, brown and as a ripe berry, the blue blacks of a blueberry. I love how dark it is. I love deep it is. I love how soft it is. I love how olive it is. I love how pale it is. Like, like honey, like sugar, like molasses. I like how sweet it is. And I remember how tender she is. So that was a beautiful, beautiful, amazing um, poem by the author. Um, moving along, there was a picture of um, Haley Berry in the movie um, James Bond film, Die Another Day. And she has that iconic um, bathing suit that she was wearing. And I know you guys all remember that amazing bathing suit. So I'm on chapter six and I'm looking at a picture of the Prince of Pop who, um, may he rest in peace, is gone, Michael Jackson, seen here in 1977 um, wearing um, an amazing jacket. Um, it looks like metallic. So it's a great picture of him. He has an afro. So I'm reading the view that black women should look at their white lady hair before crying. Um, perhaps Goldberg meant only to be humorous. So this is all humor. However, there is a difference when it comes um, to the black morals and culture. Firstly, there is a scant acknowledgement of the origin, the origin of the look or behavior that is being um, appropriated. The source is explicit and the situation only one side wins. In 2017, Gucci creative director um, Alexandra Michelle was exposed through social media for a jacket he designed that is clearly inspired by many would say um, a line copy of designer by Daniel Day. Um, in the 1980s for the Olympic sprinter Diane Dixon, um, Dapper Dan Harlem Boutique was the um, for popular logo and leather look of the day. The second notable difference is having your stuff taken without being able to share fully in the collective community that blacks and whites built together. So that was just her explaining some of the, um, you know, things that may happen in the world fashion. So that's kind of like a dark side. Um, and I'm looking at this lovely hat that um, it's um, a lady dressed in the best church on Sunday outfit. So I'm looking at a beautiful pink glory hat that a lot of black women um, love to wear. Now, I personally attend sometime um, church meetings with um, the Church of God in Christ, which we call Kojit, and I go to some of the meetings because it's um, the church that my family grew up in. So they have like some of the meetings in Memphis, and particularly I went to one um, in Missouri like four years ago. And the women were wearing some of the most dynamic hat. And um, we were eating at a restaurant one day and I tried on my mom's hat. It was white and I'll post a picture one day where I was wearing this sassy, beautiful white hat. And um, as you looked around when you walk into these meetings and you go to the church services, a lot of black women love church hats. We're known for that. And um, we, um, our closets roar with beautiful, amazing, um, Hats that we can pull out and um, seize um, the day. So I wanted to point that out. Um, moving along with the book, I'm looking at um, a photograph of actor and producer Viola Davis um, has evolved into a style um, where she, um, this particular picture was the Academy Awards she won in 2017 
for supporting actress for Fences. It was a green, beautiful dress, guys, and she looked lovely. Okay, moving along, I'm looking at the late Tina Turner, who was in the 1980s. Um, she was wearing a French Tunisian dress where she danced across the stage, and her legs, of course, made the night. Okay, moving along. I'm on chapter seven because I'm almost finished. Um, there has always been women who dress for men. That's part of the dating and mating rituals of humans. It's difficult to imagine a time when that wasn't true. However, this state of affairs have evolved somewhat one of the central ideas of a blog called Man Repeller and documenting a world where women do not dress for men. Um, so this is about couples. Um, for most of the two decades or so that hip Hop has existed, style has been unisex. In the last few years, there have been a shift to a more glamorous way of dressing that emphasizes luxury and designer looks and discreet uh, masculine feminine approaches to dressing. So she talked about that in chapter seven and they showed some couples and some amazing looks. Now I'm going to chapter eight um, and it's saying countless ideas emerge from designer minds and the best of them are displayed on the runways. So she talked about that. And I'm looking, I'm at a picture now of model and actress, businesswoman, Aman, who is a global, sophisticated style to America and all over the world. And um, she's taken some amazing pictures down through the years. Um, I'm now looking at a picture of the amazing NFL player, Odell Beckham backstage at the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards in 2017. And I loved his um, sparkling look. Um, he's wearing Louis Vuitton and he has some amazing shoes and his hair is blonde. Um, and he's wearing some sterling jewelry and he looked amazing. So that was one of his um, hookups, like we say. So I'm looking at one of Jay-Z um, wearing a beanie from his Rockaware collection. Um, he also likes his Yankee baseball hats. Um, I'm looking at one of Kanye West um, in a preppy designer look um, years ago. Um, and moving along through the book, um, and I'm winding down. Um, I'm looking at a picture of Amon in the 1980s and a picture of actor and actress activist Ruby Dee um, when she was nominated for her Academy Award and the American Gangster. She was 86. You should see this picture, guys. It's so amazing. She's bright. Eyed, and she has on some amazing glasses. They're round and they're cute. And now I'm looking at a picture of when the Williams sisters burst into the scene in the 90s. Their beaded braids were much of a topic of conversation. Serena celebrates a point of, um, in the U.S. Open in 1999. So I'm looking at a picture of Serena. And she's um, holding up, of course, her tennis racket. Now I'm looking at um, a picture of Sandra Denton, Deirdre Roper, and Cheryl James of Salt and Pepper um, when they were defined during their period, um, cute looks and leggings. Okay, so I'm gonna end it with um, some acknowledgements. I enjoyed finding inspiration and knowledge through books by fellow authors who shine a light on this subject. Um, Deborah Willis is a photographer, educator, and treasure, and she is the author of Posing Beauty, African-American Images from the 1890s to Present. Among other books, in addition, I was inspired by the work of Professor and 
author Carl Tuluk on the book Black Style and that of my friend Dwayne Thomas and Lloyd Boston, who have each authored beautiful books on black men's style. So finally, I'm grateful to my family who regularly check in, encourage me, and offer practical assistance. I love you much. Um, I enjoyed this book, and I hope you enjoyed this podcast tonight about how to slay inspirations from the queens and kings of black style by Constance Yara White. Thank you for listening to my podcast, guys. I appreciate you. I hope you like the podcast. So much amazing, great shows are ahead, and I'm looking forward to um, elevating my podcast. Thanks for uh, listening.